Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to Spotlighting the Indie Author, Episode 32. Today's podcast is an author chat with Max B. Sternberg. Joseph and Max will be discussing his debut release, The Rise of Light, a Christian fiction fantasy novel. I'm Kelly Winkler, co-host of today's show, along with... Hi, everyone. I'm Joseph Clay. We all thank you for listening to the podcast that shines a light on the indie author with book reviews and interviews with a dab of writing wisdom tossed in. Hi, gang. I'm Nina Turnipsey. I can't wait to see what 10 off-the-wall questions Joseph is going to ask Max and how Max will answer them. This is going to be a fun show, so buckle up and let's get to it. Today's 10 off-the-wall questions is brought to you by Chapel Graphics. That's graphics with an X. G-R-A-P-H-I-X. Chapel Graphics specializes in book cover design, interior formatting, and EPUBs, as well as bookmarks, business cards, or anything else you might need printed. Contact Chapel Graphics at chapelgraphics at gmail.com for all your design and printing needs. Visit their Facebook page to see samples of their work. Links will be in the show notes. Please welcome our guest, Max B. Sternberg. Thank you, Max, for being on the show today. Thank you, Joe. It's an honor to be here today with you. Before I ask the first question, please note when searching for Max B. Sternberg on the web, his last name is spelled S-T-E-R-N-B-E-R-G. Max, are you ready for your round of spotlighting the author's 10 off-the-wall questions? Let's do it. I'm a baby boomer, so back in my day, this was considered a mode of transportation. But the world has changed over the years. With that said, would you ever pick up a hitchhiker? Probably not. I would back in the baby boomer days, but people are different now from back then. Would you rather be covered in bees or spiders? Bees. I used to do pest control and definitely bees. Throughout our lives, we were given a ton of advice. What's the best piece of advice you have ever been given? I'd say think before you speak. Sometimes it's hard to follow that one, though. Oh, definitely, definitely. I am guilty of that one. If you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? How to use memes effectively. Describe your sense of humor. I have a, uh, I would say, varied sense of humor. (laughs) It's dynamic. Sometimes it's dry and simple and... You know, other times it's complex or, you know, lots of puns. Dad jokes are how I roll usually. Would you rather abolish war or find a cure for cancer? I would say abolish war. Who's to say that a cure for cancer hasn't already been found? It's more profitable to treat a disease than cure it, right? Correct. Put your thinking cap on and maybe grab a calculator as this one will take some deciphering. How many right. chickens would it take to kill an elephant? You know, I would say just one extremely vicious, disease-ridden chicken that goes for the eyes. Yep. Since we're on the subject of animals, would you rather try to outswim a shark or outrun a cheetah? Well, you punch a shark's nose to make it go away, right? I I got no idea what to do with a cheetah, and I don't carry around catnip everywhere, so I'll take my chances with the shark. If you get stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what song would you pick? Hmm. I would say 
Four minutes and 33 seconds by John Cage, because it's completely silent in three movements, lasting a total of four minutes and 33 seconds. But if it had to be actual music with sound, it would probably be Creation of Earth by Thomas Bergerson. It's actually a wonderful piece of epic orchestral music. Okay, I'll have to uh, listen to that. Now to the last question. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would you say in 30 seconds or less? I would say, imagine the good that would come from everyone telling nothing but the truth for one day. And buy my book, please. Great answer, Max. That will wrap up the 10 off-the-wall questions. You and I will take a short break while Kelly and Nina tells the listeners a bit about you and informs them how to contact you. After that, we will return and have a more serious chat about you and your newest release, The Rise of Light. I am sure once the listeners hear about this fantastic book, pre-orders will soar. Our guest, Max B. Sternberg, is a believer, husband, and father who strives to live his life as best he can, in all areas, for Jesus. Max lives in Virginia with his wonderful wife and two incredible boys. When he is not working or filling his time with the activities of a husband and dad, he enjoys delving deeper into biblical scripture and telling dad jokes. Max believes that humor mixed with truth and tied together in a relatable way can be an amazing way to reach people for the Lord. It is his sincere hope that readers will find his imaginings paired together with biblical truth, inspirational for a deeper relationship with Christ. The Rise of Light is Max B. Sternberg's first literary work, and he is currently working on two additional novels for the Darkness Overcome series. Please note when searching for the book on the World Wide Web, Rise is spelled R-H-I-S-E. You can contact Max via email at maxsternberg85 at gmail.com or through his website, maxbsternberg.com. Max can be found on Facebook and MeWe. All those links will be in the show notes, along with Max B. Sternberg's special guest page found on our website. Remember, some platforms will furnish the show note links, some will not. If your platform does not, don't sweat it. All the links can be found in one location. Visit spotlightingtheindieauthor.com backslash guest backslash Max B. Sternberg. Now, back to Joseph and Max. Thank you, Kelly and Nina. Max, you brought up in the 10 off-the-wall questions that dead jokes are how you roll, and Kelly mentioned you like telling dead jokes in your bio. I say we start this segment off with one. What you got? All right. I submitted 10 puns into a contest to see which one would win. No pun intended. <laughs> okay. I like that. What a twist on words. From your bio, it is evident that you are a follower of Christ. What is your own testimony, and how did you come to have a relationship with Christ? Well, I grew up Jewish, uh, Reformed Jewish, and many years ago I met my wife who said that if I wanted to hang out with her on Sunday, she'd be at church. So uh, she considered me only halfway yoked when it came to our relationship. <laughs> and so 
I thought I could just sit through services and just, you know, drone off. But after a while, I started listening to the messages. And what struck me was one church service. It, it taught how Jesus fulfilled over 200 prophecies, which caused me to really kind of think about that and realize, you know, what's the likelihood of someone doing all of that and not being the Messiah? And so my analytical brain, it was, it was impossible for someone to do all of that and not fill all those prophecies. So that's what got me converted. And I've been a lot more at peace ever since. Needless to say, my wife didn't, you know, have the power to convert me, but she got me into a church where God did the rest. She led you there and God took over. Exactly. Thank you for sharing your testimony with us. No problem. Let's talk about writing. Do you write full-time or do you work a full-time job and write when time allows? Uh, I work a full-time job for a undisclosed insurance company. Uh, so I do write when time allows. Okay. And I have to fit into a busy schedule, but you make it work. Yeah, I imagine so. Because working full-time job, being a dad and husband, brings me to this question. When did you find the time to write The Rise of Light? Well, majority of 2020 when, you know, I found myself with a lot more time on my hands sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> I imagine yeah. a lot of other people did too. But uh, I made a commitment to actually put down a video game controller for good. Because uh, I was wasting a lot of eh, a little bit too much time on that, and I started to work from home, do the whole 2020 situation thing, year, you know that. And so I thought I should start putting the story down that I've been thinking about for years, and words just started to flow. I quickly found a balance between work, family, and writing. You know, writing was really something that I started to feel like I was called to do. How long did it take you to write the Christian fantasy story? It is far from typical. Well, I've had the idea for years. I really only started to write it October of 19. Uh, I finished it in December uh, or yeah, about November, December of 2020 editing, and then immediately uh, started working on book two and three. The acknowledgments mentioned the research that went into the rise of light. Tell us a little bit about that research. Well, that's a funny story too, actually. I was researching into different types of angels that at the same time, my wife was also researching that only we didn't tell each other. We had no idea we were looking at the same thing. And so I was doing it for research for the book. She was doing it as part of a biblical study. And then we went to a church service uh, at a church that was recommended to us called Freedom Worship Center. It's in Warrington, Virginia. And the pastor, Derek Rawlings, talked about what we had just researched. It was way too much of a coincidence. Yeah. And so we asked him for more resources, and it was like Alice falling down the Wonderland rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, um, There is just so much to learn, and there is a reason why people sometimes spend their entire lives delving into the Bible and Scripture. Did you find the research invigorating or draining, along with adding confusion or clearing up muddy water? It was quite invigorating, actually. You know, sometimes it was draining as we, you know, researched late into the night. But, I mean, it's more so than just finding, you know, words on the page or reading the different stories or, you know, books of the Bible. Or It's looking at different translations. And it was fun, it, really, finding out the context of the Old and New Testaments. What was the culture? What was traditions? What was the original translation of X or Y? Um, even finding modern-day evidence 
of a biblical flood or researching into what's called um, antediluvian or pre-flood ruins that still exist today all over the world. It was kind of like being my own Indiana Jones. Now that the research and writing is done and the book will soon move from pre-order status to published, how do you feel? Uh, exhausted and, uh, and excited. Uh, I've got a myriad of emotions going on right now, to be truth be told, but I mean, the work is still going. I, I am fervently working on book two and three. Book two's first draft is, I would say, about halfway done at, at this point, uh-huh. uh, because really, who likes to read a great story and wait a long time for the next one? From all of us at Spotlighting the Indie Author, we congratulate you on your debut release, The Rise of Light. Please tell us when the book moves from pre-order to published, the formats the book will be in, along with where it can be found, and the prices. All right. Well, uh, the book will be released June 1st, 2021, and will be available on Amazon and Kindle as an ebook. There is a special deal going on for the pre-order pricing until June 1st for the ebook, so take advantage of it now while you can. It'll also be available in paperback for $14.99 and hardcover for $23.99. I'll also be voicing the audiobook myself, but that is still a work in progress and don't have pricing or release date yet for it, but stay tuned. Not only is The Rise of Light your first release, it is the first book in the Darkness Overcome series. What promoted you to write this series? Well, I've always been interested in high fantasy and and sci-fi growing up. I'm a nerd. I'll admit it. I'll be the first one to. Uh, And then my wife will probably be the second. (laughs) But after doing all this research into the Old and New Testaments, my thoughts were, why doesn't everybody know about these things? And my second thought was, maybe I can incorporate this into the story. And lo and behold, it was like the last piece of the puzzle that I needed for the story that I've had. So... Everything started to flow together and mesh into the tale that even my friends who didn't like, you know, reading sci-fi or fantasy said, uh, what happens next? When's the new book coming out? We need to know. And so I had to make a few deals and you know, make sure they were advanced readers, too. What do you hope to accomplish with The Rise of Light? All right. Wow. So I actually I created a mission statement in relation to the book series, and it's pretty much threefold. It's to entertain, educate, and evangelize. I wanted to show a side of Christianity that isn't the like dour, doom and gloom stereotype that is prevalent in the world, but humorous and, and hopeful. There's also in Christianity and in, in a lot of churches nowadays a hyper-grace message that's being preached that... People think you just need to take whatever abuse you get as a Christian. The Bible, however, shows our Savior being a lion as well as a lamb. Sometimes people hear about Jesus being tortured and crucified, but they don't always hear about him chasing people out of a temple with a whip. So we're called to be warriors as well, which kind of brings me to my next point. I want to educate people on things they don't know about the Bible. Like, for example, how when you hear about the Garden of Eden and the serpent in the garden, right? Uh-huh. Most people don't know that the older translations have the serpent described, and this is how it's worded, as a nekash seraph, or what could possibly be translated as a fiery flying serpent, which sounds a lot like a dragon. So especially if you take into context God's punishment for the serpent into account— Why would God curse a serpent to crawl on its belly if it already did that as a snake, right? Correct. So now it makes more sense. 
for the last part, I wanted to evangelize. You know, if I could bring just one reader or person closer to Christ or believe, then it was all worth it. Ideally, though, and this is you know, aside from entertaining, educating, and evangelizing, I want to challenge the mainstream media's portrayal of high fantasy. It's becoming popular again, which is great. I love fantasy, and it's in mainstream culture, but a lot of it is not appropriate. It includes nudity, excessive swearing, grosses people out with gore and excessive violence, and you can't watch it with your kids. So this is my counterpoint. This is why I hope everyone listening takes just a few seconds to get the pre-order and you know help this move up the ranks, because I would love nothing more than to have the series be a bestseller and show that Christian fantasy genre can be just as, if not more entertaining than non-Christian fantasy. That brings us to what audience is the Rise of Light geared to? Well, I'd like to thank everyone. You know, I think everyone should read it. But yeah, I mean, if you like action, if you like adventure, humor, uh, mystery, intrigue, fantasy, uh, undead, zombies, uh, if you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings or you know Chronicles of Narnia, or if you just like to read or listen to audiobooks, this may be the book and series for you. I will say that this uh, does deal with real topics, and it's not a sugar-coated, hyper-grace biblical message. Uh, if your kids don't know about things like abuse or, in later books, uh, addiction, uh, I would wait to show them until they do know. Once the reader completes the tale, what do you hope they get from the book? Well, I hope their eyes are opened a little bit and that they can go back and read it again knowing what they now know. It's funny, I kind of made a principle that I called the lost principle, you know, from Lost, the old TV show, where you answer one question, you add two more. And so the whole book is designed to keep adding a little bit more mystery and then start to resolve a little bit at the end. And it's going to be the same for books two and three. And it's going to be that series that you just want to keep reading over and over and get something new out of every single time. One of the perks that comes with doing what I do is you receive advanced copies of the book. These next questions are ones that came up as I read the book. What gave you the idea to break the rise of light into Acts, along with adding a Bible verse under the Act title? Well, there's three Acts in each book, and there's going to be three books with nine Acts total. So there's nine main Star Wars movies out there, right? And so now I got my own nine. In all seriousness, though, I, I wanted to create a certain flow in the books without losing a pace. Uh, I am definitely what's known as a plotter type of writer, and I plan things out in advance. I outlined all three books at once. Each book has three acts, and each act has eight semi-long chapters. The Bible verses under each act also help with the framework, giving it a sense of you know setting or foreboding. Not to give spoilers, but you know if you wait until some of the acts in books two and three... You know, there's going to be settings in Bible verses where it's like the, the moment before the action hits the movie where you read it and you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. That's the feeling that I want to go ahead and convey to the reader. So the Bible verses that are found under each act title is more or less of a foreshadowing of what you may run across in that particular section of the book. Right. And I would even go further and say some of the chapter titles as well might be some foreshadowing because each chapter has a title of the X right. uh, or the something, but it may not be exactly what you think it might mean initially when you read it. 
And then you can go back and then you think, oh, okay, it could also mean this as well. By using these sections, known as acts in the book, and chapters in that manner is a great way to build suspense, add mystery, and intrigue to the story. Mm -hmm. Great job, Max. Please inform the listeners of which Bible translation you used for those scriptures. The most commonly used translation that I had was the ESV or English Standard Version. Not everyone can read King James Version or has the patience for it. However, to delve deeper into the Bible, as far as older translations, I used a resource called blueletterbible.org. And once again, that's blueletterbible.org. You can pull up multiple translations, dictionaries, concordances, a bunch of cool stuff that, I mean, it may sound like a snore fest at first, but the deeper you dive, the more you want to know. Seeking you will find, right? That is correct. Many people, including myself, study the word and are always looking for new research sources to help us study the word in depth. So thank you for sharing the link to the Blue Letter Bible site. We'll put a link in the show notes. Now, let's talk about the characters found in the Rise of Light. Your characters have complex backstories. Did you draw any of them from your own life experiences? Some, but not all. A lot of these characters' root characteristics, they draw upon some life experiences that I've had. So uncontrollable anger, abuse, personal loss, intellectualism, or, or just being a know-it-all. A lot of the personalities reflected here are you know, things that I've seen, and there's even more personalities in future books. I've faced some very difficult trials over my life, as have my wife, which... I mean, it instilled us in, a, in us a desire to reach others who are hurting. A lot of people, religions, or, you know, politicians even, they think they have all the right answers as to how to cope with life in general. But the truth is uncomfortable. And that is that there is only one way, one truth, and that is Jesus. It doesn't make life any easier knowing that. Troubles will still come. But as the Bible says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God who are called according to his purpose. Max, as we near the close of the interview, tell us in your own words what The Rise of Light is about. This story is about broken people who come together and are healed by the power of God. This story is Old Testament and New Testament scripture with an action-adventure plot and an undead apocalypse that plagues the last kingdom in that world. Uh, this story is about love conquering all things that come against it. And it looks super cool in the process. Excellent. Max has a great video book trailer on his website. I suggested everyone hearing our voice, go check it out. The links will be in the show notes. Here is a question that a year from now you will have been asked a thousand times. What's next? I got to finish books two and three. Market the books lather rinse repeat maybe take a nap here or there uh, and a partridge in a pear tree right. no keep the work and life and the writing balance and just pound out these next two books and not keep my readers waiting will book three close the series out or will they be a book four well i haven't outlined a book four yet but Douglas Adams had uh, five books in his trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> there might be some revisiting to this world, some short stories to you know round out some of the, the minor characters. But that's, I wouldn't say something in the near future, but maybe a possibility. Okay. We'll see how the reception is. Max, 
Thank you once again for being on the show and chatting with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. And thank you for selecting me to be on your podcast. Not a problem, Max. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. All of us here at Spotlighting the Indie Author wish you and your family the best in life and may your books climb to the top of the bestseller list. That will do it for the author chat with Max B. Sternberg. Sternberg is spelled S-T-E-R-N-B-E-R-G. His debut novel, The Rise of Light, Rise is spelled R-H-I-S-E. As I mentioned in the author chat, Spotlighting the Indie Author received an advanced copy of Max's book. We can't give too much away about the tale as we're reviewing The Rise of Light on a future show, which will be... Joseph, that show will air in conjunction with the release of The Rise of Light on June 1st, 2021. The book is available for pre-order now. To get your copy, follow the link in the show notes. Thank you, Kelly. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to keep my notes in order. Back to The Rise of Light. In one of Max's first emails, he described the book as a lovable Christian fiction fantasy novel that incorporates Old and New Testament themes in scripture and modern-day cultural topics like Dungeons & Dragons, and an undead apocalypse. The Rise of Light is that and more. Nina, will we be giving away an autographed copy of The Rise of Light? That we will. Kelly and I will give the details on how to enter in the June 1st podcast. So everyone, mark your calendars and don't miss that show. Will it be a paperback or hardback? Paperback for sure, but we are in talks with Max about a hardback. That is great. The last question I asked Max in the 10 off the wall questions segment began with, if you could send a message to the entire world. That makes me wonder, besides the U.S., what other countries do we have listeners in? According to the show Metrics, Spotlighting the Indie Author has listeners in Canada, France, and the United Kingdom, along with Ireland, Africa, and South America. Max's message may not have been heard around the world, but close. Max's answer to that question about telling the truth for a day made me recall a book we did about telling the truth. The title of that book, We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth, a great self-help book by Robert Bain. Kelly, what episode was that? I remember that. Let me scroll through the episodes and see if I can find it. Kelly, it was one of the first shows we did, and if I'm not mistaken, that was a book review author chat combo show. Found it. Episode 7, book review author chat, We're All Liars, 101 Ways to Live the Truth by Robert Bean. We will place a link to that podcast in the show notes. Great job, Kelly. Thank you so much. That podcast is worth listening to, and the book is a must for everyone. I would also like to give a big thank you to all the listeners for tuning us in. Till next time, hugs, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh and kisses. Nina. Kelly, after I spew out some information that may just help win a trivia game, please remind everyone about the next show again. I want to make sure everyone has a chance to get entered for the book giveaway. I got to get the Harley ready for riding, so I'm out of here. A bullwhip, when properly snapped, exceeds speeds of 742 miles per hour, thus breaking the sound barrier. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. All right, our next show will air on June 1st, 2021, and will be a book review of The Rise of Light. During that show, Nina and I will inform all 
how to get entered to win an autographed copy of The Rise of Light. That's all we have for you today on Spotlighting the Indie Author. Please join us again soon. We are already looking forward to the next episode. The opinions and or beliefs shared by any guest are not necessarily the opinions and or the beliefs of josephyclay.com, its affiliates, which includes spotlighting the indie author and its hosts. Music used in today's podcast. Show intro and outro music, country intro for podcast by Alex Violaman, courtesy of Audio Jungle. Show background music, Never Stop Dreaming by Crescent Music, courtesy of Shutterstock Incorporated. Spotlighting the indie author's feature, 10 off the wall questions. Intro, outro and background music, Lazy Frog Loop, by Zaga 2, courtesy of Free Sound. The show notes will contain the following. Links to the books reviewed on today's show, along with the author's or guest's website, and social media accounts, if applicable. Links to the websites mentioned in the podcast. Contact information for Spotlighting the Indie Author. The link to Spotlighting the Indie Author's podcast webpage. Links to the bias of today's hosts. Links to Spotlighting the Indie Author's blog. The blog will include the music and sound effect credits, the technical data on the recording of today's show, and more. Links to josepheclay.com's website and blog. Till we meet again, on the airwaves, the crew of Spotlighting the Indie Author is thankful for and appreciates everyone who takes the time to listen to the podcast. This was episode number 32, a 2021 production of Spotlighting the Indie Author, a josepheclay.com podcast.